Unforgettable strings of the Jackie Gleason Orchestra playing us our theme, the Melancholy Serenade. Hello, friends. You are listening to Sounds Like Radio. I am your humble host here on Sounds Like Radio, and we are back with another great Gildersleeve for you and a whole set of really fine music. Today, we're going to be concerned with Gildersleeve. Yeah, today... Today's show is all concerned about Gildersleeve. Why? Well, because Gildersleeve is missing. Yeah, can you believe it? The star of the show, the great Gildersleeve himself, is missing. Where could he be? Where is he? What's he doing? Eh, That's what everybody's asking. Nobody knows. Uh, Marjorie, she don't know. Leroy don't know. Even the judge, the judge hooker, he don't know. Where is Gildersleeve? That's the question of the day here on Sounds Like Radio. Well, uh, we're going to find out where Gildersleeve is a little later, so don't worry too much about it. Uh, This show is from January 9th of 1952. And when you you wonder about Gildersleeve, what did he do? What did he say to, uh, well, to find himself so lost that nobody knows where he is. He must have said, like Vaughn Monroe, let's get lost. Here is the great Vaughn Monroe. The party's rather dull isn't it? Yeah! We'd love to steal away, wouldn't we? Uh-huh! So let's not even ask, should we? Or shouldn't we? Well, should we? Huh? Let's get lost Lost in each other's arms Let's do Yeah! Lost. Then we can let them send out a lot And though they think do, us rather Well, he had such a powerful voice, that's why. 
the great Vaughn Monroe here on Sounds Like Radio, starting our show, starting our theme of just where is Gildersleeve? He got lost, all right. Nobody knows where he is. Maybe Peggy Lee can figure it out. Peggy Lee's here, and she's asking the question of the day. What could that be? She's asking, where are you? Have you gone without me? I thought you cared about me. I go on pretending. pretending Where is that happy ending? sounds can only mean one thing we got a guest coming today yeah we do but before we can get to the guest I I have just got to thank Peggy Lee for singing really the theme of the day where are you thank you Peggy great song from Peggy Lee now there's one you don't hear very often huh (laughs) oh Well, uh, there you have it on Sounds Like Radio. Well, we do have a guest, as I say, and I hear he's already coming up the steps. He's waiting at the door. Uh, I think I ought to invite him in. Come on in. Well, well, if it isn't the great Frank Fontaine, we know him as Crazy Guggenheim. Let's hear it for him, everybody. Yeah, that's for you, Frank. It's all for you. Gee, thanks, Joe. Thanks, everybody. It's great to be back here on the on the Sounds Like Radio show. Frank, it is really good. You know, I was thinking about this. I knew you were coming today, and I was trying to think, when was the last time you were on our show? I bet you, uh, yeah, maybe October or November. I'm not sure when it was, but it's been quite a while. 
few months anyway. And uh, we are very happy to see you again, Mr. Crazy Guggenheim. Gee, I've never been called Mr. Crazy before. Well, we want to show you the proper respect, Crazy. Uh, I mean, Mr. Crazy. Yeah, that's right. I kind of like that. What do you like? I like being called Mr. Crazy. Well, all right, then. I'll call you Mr. Crazy. Uh, Frank, you know now, I mean, uh, Mr. Crazy, you know the, the theme of today's show is all about Gildersleeve. Yeah, I heard. Gildersleeve's missing, huh? Yeah, Gildersleeve is missing, and everybody wants to know where he is. They all want to know what happened to, to the great Gildersleeve. Yeah, I kind of like to know myself. Well, you're going to have to listen to the Greek Gildersleeve, Frank, and then you'll find out. Uh, in case you didn't know, Frank Fontaine is Crazy Guggenheim's real name, so that's why I, I will alternate between calling him Crazy or Mr. Crazy and Frank. Well, that's the question of the day, Crazy. Where is the Greek Gildersleeve? Do you know? Yeah, I don't know nothing. What do you do then? Oh, I just hang around. I don't do nothing. Just hang around. I'm wondering what happened to the great Gildersleeve. Well, I, I'm wondering with you, Frank. Uh, what kind of song do you think would be good for today? Well, I got a good one. You do? Yeah. How about a song I did called Miss You? I sang this song on my album called Frank Fontaine Sings How Sweet It Is. Yeah. How sweet it is. That was a saying Jackie Gleason used to say. That's right. You know, I appeared on the Jackie Gleason show all the time. And so that's why we called this album How Sweet It Is. Anyway, I sing a song here called Miss You. I think that's a perfect song for today. You're right, Frank. Here is the great Crazy Guggenheim, Mr. Crazy. Uh, as he sings for us, Miss You. Oh, Listen to the strains of that horn. <laughs> oh, very nice. Let's hear it, Crazy. Okay. Miss you Since you went away, dear Miss you More than I can say, dear Daytime, nighttime
That was nice. Let's hear it for him, everybody. Yeah, the great Crazy Guggenheim. Mr. Crazy to you. Yeah, that was nice, Frank. Miss you from Frank Fontaine, better known as Crazy Guggenheim. Mm-hmm, that's right. Well, Frank, we want to thank you for stopping by today's show uh, and uh, singing that nice song. You know, you know, that's a song that I've been thinking about all day since yesterday when you when you called me up and said, hey, I want to sing Miss You. Well, I, ever since you told me that, I've been thinking about that song. It's been going through my mind. You know how sometimes songs will, will go through your mind, they'll run through it, and you just keep thinking of that song? Well, that's that song. I've been thinking about it for uh, at least a full day. Gee, I'm glad you liked it so much. Well, I like it, but I, I don't really like thinking about it constantly. Well, anyway, we want to thank you, Frank. Now, you know, Emmylou Harris, she misses uh, the great Gildersleeve. I bet she does. But you know what she thinks? What? What does Emmylou think? She thinks that the great Gildersleeve is too far gone. She doesn't think the great Gildersleeve will ever be found. No. Yes. Yes. Tell her. Tell her, crazy. He's going to be found. He's got to be found. Well, we're going to find out what happens. But first, we want to hear what Emmylou Harris has to say. She says that the great Gildersleeve, well, he's too far gone. I like it already. So do I. Sing it, Emmylou.
Don't go too far away, Emmy Lou, because we like you too much. That was the great Emmy Lou Harris, and she's just too far gone. Yeah, I hope not too far. Well, Emmy Lou, that was good to hear from you, and uh, crazy, Mr. Crazy, we want to thank you for stopping by, too. Thanks, Joe. Well, I guess I'll be seeing you. All right, Crazy, come back again. This time, make it a little sooner. Okay. Thank you. Oh, there it goes. The great crazy Guggenheim here on Sounds Like Radio. Yeah, he had to stick around. He wanted to hear Emmylou Harris sing that song. She is a regular artiste when it comes to singing great songs. That was one of from uh, Emmylou's early albums. I think it was the Pieces of the Sky album. Uh, but I do know it was one of her very early albums. I used to buy Amy Lou's albums back when she first started out, and that was one of them. If not the first, I'm not sure exactly. Well, anyway, it's time now we get to the Great Gildersleeve, because there is a mystery going on, and we want to find out just what happened to the Great Gildersleeve. This is an unusual show, and that the Great Gildersleeve, eh, you don't even hear from him for most of the show, but then finally... Things are explained, and it all makes sense. So don't worry too much. Uh, Everything's going to be all right with the Great Gildersleeve. From January 9th, 1952, let's listen now to the Great Gildersleeve here on Sounds Like Radio. The Kraft Foods Company, makers of Parquet Margarine, presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. Each week at this time, the Great Gildersleeve is brought to you, partially transcribed, by the Kraft Foods Company. In most parts of the country, the weather's pretty nippy these days. And in nippy weather, there's nothing like a big, hot breakfast to start the day off right. A steaming stack of griddle cakes or a batch of golden waffles helps chase the chill away. And that's where parquet margarine can add so much. Serve parquet generously and let its delicious flavor melt down into those pancakes or waffles. And spread it thick on toast and rolls. Each wonderful bite will call for another. P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine made by Kraft. Well, as water commissioner, there's no telling what the great Gildersleeve does all day. But his life falls into a definite pattern every afternoon at five minutes to five. He moves the clock to five and closes his office. By 5.15, he's home greeting his little family. At 5.45, he has enjoyed a romp with the twins, and at 6 o'clock sharp, he's at the dinner table. Say, it's a quarter past seven. Where is he tonight? Yeah, where is he? I haven't the slightest idea, Leroy. Uncle Mort's never done this before. Don't you think we should start dinner, Bronco? Well, let's wait a little longer, Marge. If we wait any longer, I'll be too weak to eat. Just take another hitch in your belt, Leroy. It's wrapped around me now like a yo-yo string. (laughs) Maybe we should give him a few minutes more. Sure. Uncle Mort's probably working late at the office. (laughs) I phoned the office and nobody answered. I even phoned Mr. Peavy. Any news from Mr. Gilfield yet? Uh, Not yet, Bertie. I'm sorry about your dinner, Bertie. Uh, Can we wait a little longer? Bertie can wait, but she's not sure the dinner can. Boy, I can't wait to tie into that beef stew. Leroy, we're not having beef stew. We aren't? (laughs) We started out with beef stew, but I had to add so much water, we winding up with beef soup. (laughs) I see what you mean, Bertie. Yes, Bertie started out with beef stew, but the water commissioner didn't show up, so she had to add water. Now we're having beef soup. Oh, well... Mr. Bronco, you know, know why we're not having beef stew? Yes, Bertie, the water commissioner didn't show up. That's right. I had to add so much water, we had beef soup. <laughs> I can't wait to tie into that beef soup. <laughs> well, at least Uncle Mort could have phoned. Let's go to the table. Bronco, will you carry me? Uh, you're not that weak, Leroy. 
He wouldn't ring the doorbell. Well, maybe it's a kid with a telegram. Oh, hi, Judge. Evening, Leroy. Oh, who is it, Leroy? It's a false alarm. <laughs> Well, if you like, I'll run back and get my bicycle and my little cap. <laughs> Good evening, Judge. Marjorie. Hello, Bronco. Hello, Judge Hooker. I thought I'd drop by and take Gildy to the Jolly Boys meeting this evening. Well, Uncle hasn't come home, Judge. He hasn't? We haven't even heard from him. We haven't even eaten. Is that Mr. Gildy? No, it's the Judge, Bertie. Okay, I wanted a stew again. <laughs> We're having stew, Judge. Uh, so I gather. Uh, have you any idea where Unky might be, Judge? No, I haven't, Marjorie. This is very unusual for Gildy. I suppose I should tell you that... No, I don't want to worry you. No, we're not worried. What are you going to say, Judge? Well, I was by his office this morning and again this afternoon. He hasn't been there all day. He hasn't? But if I were you, I wouldn't worry. Perhaps he spent the day reading meters. Hey, maybe he got stuck under a house. Leroy, Uncle Mort doesn't read the meters No, he doesn't, but the meter reader could be sick No, no something's happened or Uncle Mort would be home by now well, He could be having dinner downtown well, He still would have called And we phoned everywhere Maybe he tried to phone you and your line was busy I wouldn't worry Heck, I wasn't worried till you came, Judge Well, I have to run along, but I have no doubt what he'll turn up at the Jolly Boys meeting Bye, all Goodbye, Judge Goodbye Bye don't worry. Well, guess we better have dinner. Yeah, I guess we better. Yeah. I uh, guess we'd better tell Bertie we're ready to eat. Yeah, guess we'd better. Bertie, we decided to eat. Yes, ma'am. I just dished it up because it's now or never. Oh, that looks wonderful, Bertie. Thank you. Did the judge know anything about Miss Gilfleet? Not a thing, Bertie. It seems Unky wasn't in his office today. Ain't that strange? Well, I'm sure nothing's happened to Uncle Mort or he would have called. There's the phone now. Yeah. Uh, I'll answer it. Hey, I just had a horrible thought. What, Leroy? What if this is a call from some gang and they're holding up for ransom? Oh? Leroy, you read too many detective stories. Well? But I would like to know who Bronco's talking to. With the phone in the hall, you can never hear what anybody's saying. Well, all right, Uncle Mort. If that's the way you want it, I'll keep it a secret. I won't tell the family. Maybe that's the way I wanted Bronco. If they knew, you know how Marjorie and Leroy and Bertie would worry. Yeah, I guess they would. And I don't want anybody to worry. Can you pack my suitcase for me, Bronco? Sure, if that's the way you want it. Good boy. Now, bring me the suitcase tonight and be sure nobody sees you. Uh, just as you say, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yeah, and Bronco. Yeah? Remember, you're in charge now. Take good care of little Leroy and Marjorie. I will. Uh, Mr. Gildersleeve, are you sure you're doing the right thing? Yeah, I've given this a lot of thought. And it's better this way. Goodbye, my boy. Goodbye. Gosh. <laughs> Bronco, don't just sit there. What did Uncle Mort say? What did he say? Uh, uh, pass the bread, please. Is Unky all right? Yeah, oh, that's one of the things he said. He'll be all right. Well, that's a relief. Uh, yeah, now I'll pass you the bread. Thank you, Leroy. Are you sure he's all right? Marjorie, I just told you he was all right. He says he's fine. He says not to worry. I know, He's but... okay. He's fine. Great. He told me so himself. What do you want me to do? Get him to sign an affidavit over the phone? <laughs> uh, where, where's my coffee? You just poured it over your bread. <laughs> oh, I thought it was syrup. <laughs> oh, syrup. Hey, Mr. Bronco, you're a little nervous. Me? Bronco. Yeah, Marge? Where was Uncle Mort when he called? Where was he? Well, there are a lot of phones around town, Marge. He could have been any place. Now, let's everybody eat, huh? Oh, for corn's sake, there's something going on here. When is he coming home, Bronco? Fine dinner, Bertie. Yes, sir. Bronco? Uh? I asked you, when is Uncle Mort coming home? Yeah, when's he coming home? What's he been doing all day? Yeah, what's he been doing? Bronco, where is he? Yeah, where is he? Shall I take you to dinner, Uh, 
No, Bertie. Then you do know when he'll be home. I do not. But you do know where Unc is. Sure, I know all about it. But he said not to tell you, so I can't tell you. I guess he ain't gonna tell us. Big secret, big deal. I should have answered the phone, I'd tell you. Well, I know how to get it out of him. I'll be back in a minute. Bronco. Bronco, where are you going? I'm going upstairs. Wait a minute, darling. What do you want? Come on, sit down here on the stairs. No, Marge, don't... Sit down here beside me. Oh, okay. (laughs) Now, if Uncle Mort asked you to keep a secret, I understand you didn't want to say anything in front of Leroy and Bertie, but I'm your wife. You've never kept anything from me. No, I haven't. All right. Up until now. (laughs) You mean you aren't going to tell me? I can't. But you don't keep things from your wife. Now, Marge, a man can't tell his wife everything. Well, I thought you'd never want to keep anything from me. It isn't what I want to do. Uncle Mort said I had to. Who are you taking orders from, Uncle Mort or your wife? Marge. If we aren't any closer than that, we may as well be miles apart. Now, Marge, you're being unreasonable. Oh, am I? Well, if you can't tell me where my own Everybody hates me. I'll be darned if I'll ever answer another phone. Miss Marjorie, where's Mr. Bronco? Oh, he's upstairs sulking. Yes, sir. It sure is nice to know Miss Gilsey is all right. You didn't find out anything else, did you? Oh, I can't get anything out of Bronco. That big lug. Now, Miss Marjorie, let's take it easy. Well, Bertie, if he knows something about Uncle Mort, there's no reason why he can't confide in me. No, ma'am. And I told him so. Yes, and I heard you clear in here. <laughs> you ought to take it easy, Miss Marjorie. Well, I guess I did let my temper get the best of me. But this whole thing seems so ridiculous. Yes, ma'am. But when one man of the house is already gone, we want to be sure where the other man is. Well, I, I may have said things I didn't mean to to Bronco, but he'd never take me seriously. Mark! Hey, Mark! What's the matter, Leroy? Come on, run out front! Stop him! Stop who? Bronco! He's leaving! Leaving? Leroy, what are you talking about? He just sneaked out to the car with a suitcase! Bronco! Well, another rooster flew to coop. Gosh, I'm the only man left. The Great Gildersleeve will be back in just a moment. When you want a spread that's really delicious... A seasoning that adds golden richness to all the hot foods it touches, or a shortening that puts extra flavor into everything you bake, here's the name to remember. P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine, the wonderful margarine made by Kraft. It tastes so good because it's always fresh. When you buy parquet, you're sure of getting a margarine that's really fresh. It's made by Kraft from the selected products of American farms then rushed fresh to your store by a refrigerated truck. Every pound of parquet is flavor-dated, and grocer's stocks are regularly inspected by Kraft representatives. That means whenever or wherever you buy parquet margarine, you can be sure it's really fresh. And that's why it tastes so good. Tomorrow when you shop, get good-tasting, fresh-tasting parquet at your grocer's. Parquet margarine made by Kraft. You'll love it. there's big news tonight. The great Gildersleeve has disappeared. All we know is that he made a secret phone call to his son-in-law, Bronco, telling him to pack a bag for him. To put it mildly, the water commissioner's little family is puzzled. He's supposed to be at the Jolly Boys meeting tonight. Let's see what's going on up there. Well, I got the 
piano keys hot, Peavy. I'm ready to sing. Mm, I'm always ready. <laughs> Too bad the chief's out of town. We'd be shorthanded. Yeah, I wonder what's keeping the commission, the judge. Search me. I don't want to search you. All I'd find is some old pill boxes. <laughs> Corny barber. Mm, that sounds like the judge, and he's in a hurry. Yeah, what does the judge take to give him all that pep? Well, he tried everything. Good evening, gentlemen. I have news. So do we. You're late. What's your cousin, Judge? Have you seen Gilda? No, he's late, too. Yeah, he's holding up the singing. Well, if Mr. Big Shot President don't take no more interest than this, let's go on without him. Just the three of us? Why not? Wait, gentlemen, and hear my news. I was by Gilda's house, and he did not come home to dinner. Stood them up, too, huh? Lloyd, that's unusual for Gilda. You mean to miss a meal? Well, maybe he's having dinner with that widow friend of his. If so, he would have told the family, Peavy. Why? He's over 21. Way over. I bet he'd rather be with that dame than with us. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Gentlemen, I think that you're taking this too lightly. Well, if you ask me, he's taking this club too lightly. Now, I don't usually take a stand like this, but I think it's time to teach Mr. Gilles to leave a lesson. Let's sing his favorite song. I'll even sing his part. It's a good idea. Well, if you refuse to be concerned... Here we go. Sweet 16. <laughs> Proceed, Lloyd. Okay, if you can take it, I can. Come to me, or my dream of love is all. I love you as I loved you when you were sweet. When you were sweet. When you were sweet. Pretty good, Peeve. Yeah, it sounded good to me, too. You know, I think the Peeve is glad the commission ain't here. Gentlemen, getting back to Gilday, I hate the sound of sour notes. Why? You sounded plenty of them when we were singing. Floyd, <laughs> it concerns me a little that nobody seems to know Gildy's whereabouts. Well, maybe he's home by now. Why don't I call and find out? Uh, Jen, if you get him, tell him I'm singing his part. He'll be here in two shakes. Mr. Gilsley's resident. Birdie, this is Judge Hooker. Oh, hello, Judge. Any news about Mr. Gilsley? No. We thought perhaps he'd be home by now. No, sir, he ain't home. Things around here is in a terrible shape. Oh? Miss Marjorie's upstairs with a headache, and Mr. Bronco ain't here, and Leroy wants his uncle. Judge, what are we going to do? Well, Birdie, don't worry. Don't worry? Look on the bright side. If anything serious had happened... We would have heard by now. Yes, sir. Just keep calm and call us if Gildy shows up. Yes, sir. Bye, Bertie. Goodbye. Pretty upset at home, huh, Judge? Naturally, Floyd. But as I told Bertie, if anything serious had happened, we'd know by now. It's a fine time for the chief of police to be out of town. I doubt it, but there could have been foul play. <laughs> Maybe our president is winter vacationing in Florida. Hey, let me look in the piano bench. Floyd, what are you up to? I'm checking the club's funds. We had $8 and a half in the treasury here between the sheet music. Oh, Floyd! It's here. We got nothing to worry about, fellas. He left town without a penny. <laughs> oh, Mr. Gildersleeve wouldn't do anything like that. Of course not. I'm certain we'll hear from Gildy's family soon. Yeah, why don't we sing another song? It'll help pass the time. This song's for the commish, our missing member. Poor Gildy. How about singing my buddy? <laughs> After all, he was our buddy. Yeah. Hey, gang, do you think something could have happened to him? Well, let's not let our imaginations run away with it. No, indeed. Let's sing. Okay. Just because he's the water commissioner don't mean he fell in the reservoir. Floyd, just play the piano. Sure. My buddy for the commission. <laughs> Since you were 
shouldn't be singing. We should be out looking for Gildy. Well, I think we ought to call the police. I know a guy's got a bloodhound. We'll stop by the police department, then go to Gildy's house and start the search from there. It's a good idea. Follow me, men. You follow me. I'm way ahead of you. Well, we felt that it was right to come over here and see you. Judge, it's sweet of you jolly boys to come over. What are we going to do? Now, Marjorie, don't worry about Gildy. Well, I'm not just worried about Unky. Bronco left, too. He did? Two hours ago. He grabbed a suitcase and beat it. No kidding. Where'd he go? I don't know. <laughs> now, now, Marjorie. Oh, Judge, what'll we do? Don't worry. We'll do something. Yeah, we'll do something. Yes, we will. <laughs> what will we do? I even phoned the newspaper and they don't know anything. Hey, where's Chief Gates? He'd know what to do. He's out of town. Oh, for a corn's sake. Well, the police department has been alerted. Yeah, I got a bloodhound coming. I don't want any bloodhound chasing my uncle. Leroy, <laughs> we're just trying to find him. Now, 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 quiet, everybody. In the absence of the chief of police, I, being a judge, will take charge. Oh, yeah? Who's furnishing the bloodhound? <laughs> Floyd, please. Well... Now then, Verde? Yes, Your Honor? What do you know about this situation? Well, all I know is the house is falling apart. Yeah, we know. But can you cast any light upon these mysterious disappearances? Well, I didn't see Miss Gilsley disappear, but I sure saw Mr. Bronco disappear. Do you know of any reason why Bronco would pack a bag and leave? Shall I tell him, Miss Marjorie? Well, we did have a little spat, but it wasn't serious. Get her! He leaves home and she says it isn't serious. <laughs> Judge, I'm sure Bronco knows what happened to Uncle Mort. Oh? But he won't tell us anything. He got a phone call and he clammed up. That's what he did, Judge. He clammed up. Now, now, Bertie, don't get excited. I'll get to the bottom of this. I wish that bloodhound would get here. We need some brains in this case. <laughs> Somebody's coming in the door. Hey, it's Bronco! Hello, everybody. Oh, Bronco, I'm so glad you're back. Hi, Marge. Bronco Thompson, where have you been? <laughs> I'm sorry, Marge, but I can't tell you. You see, Judge, you won't tell us anything. Bronco, do you know what happened to Mr. Gildersleeve? Come on, kid, loosen up. Did you see Unky Bronco? Oh, wait a minute. How many times do I have to tell you that I can't talk? Traitor. Watch it, little brother-in-law. <laughs> Come on now. This is no time to lose our tempers. All of us should not be firing questions at Bronco. I'll do the interrogating. I am the judge. Blabbermouth. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let him try. Now, Bronco, you obviously have pertinent information regarding Gildy's whereabouts. Judge, believe me, I can't talk about it. My boy, would you mind sitting in this chair? Well... Sit down, Bronco. Okay, okay. Now then, when you received the phone call from Gilday, what did he say? I've told everybody a million times. He said he was all right and not to worry. Mm-hmm. Where was he when he made the phone call? I can't tell you. Well, where did you go when you left the house? I can't tell you. Guess he ain't going to sing. <laughs> I know how to make him talk. Shine a light in his eyes. Leroy. Bronco, is it true that before you left the house, you packed the suitcase? Yes, Judge. Would you mind telling us what was in the bag? I can't tell you. Then it could be anything. I know a burglar acquaintance who carries his tools in a bag. Man, this is ridiculous. You know that Mr. Gildersleeve isn't involved in anything. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> So far, we don't know what's going on. But Bronco does. Men, please, I can't talk. Gentlemen, I don't think that we should cross-examine Bronco any further at this time. He's obviously distraught, carrying some sinister secret. Ah, Judy! Oh, let me... <laughs> it could be Uncle Moore. Hello? 
Who is it, Marge? I have Floyd. The Summerfield Indicator? That's the newspaper. What? He is? Oh, no. Poor Gilday. Quiet, Judge. And you don't know why? Oh, good heavens. What's happened, Marge? Where is he? Where is he? Uncle Mort's in the hospital. Hospital? He is. My, my. Miss Marjorie, what happened to Miss Gilsey? Well, they won't give out any information. Well, let's go to the hospital. Follow me. Then you follow me. I'm way Don't we find out why he's here? Well, we've been trying. Hey, hey, that nurse down the hall is talking to Bronco. Oh, he's beckoning to us. Come on, Leroy. Yes, let's go. Stop pushing, Judge. Wait a minute, men. I'm sorry, the nurse said just the family. Oh. Uncle Mort's in this room, Marge. Come on, Leroy. Bronco, take my hand. Sure. Oh, what a day. Let us know as soon as you find out what happened. Well, this is it. Well, come on, let's go in. Uncle Mort, you awake? Unky, oh, Unky. Unk, what happened? Well, the whole family. Glad to see you. I'm glad to see you. How do you feel, Unky? Yeah, I feel fine. Yeah, what happened? What happened? Well, I went to the doctor's this morning, and he said the old appendix had to come out right away. Your appendix? Yeah. I checked in at the hospital and phoned Bronco to pack my bag. Now it's all over. Boy, am I glad it's over. Unky, why didn't you let us know? Well, like I told Bronco, I didn't want anybody to worry. Oh, brother. <laughs> what a character. <laughs> no fuss, no bother, no worry to anybody. That's the way to have an operation, isn't it, Bronco? Bronco? Uncle. Hey, he's Doctor, nurse, bring another bed for my son-in-law. The Great Gildersleeve will be right back. There's only one margarine at your grocer's that brings craft quality right to your table. It's parquet. The margarine that tastes so good because it's always fresh. Parquet margarine, made by Kraft. Folks, this is Willard Waterman. You may sometimes wonder how closely an actor comes to living a role, such as a great Gildersleeve. Well, last week I actually had an appendectomy. And you see what happened to Trockmorton P. Gildersleeve tonight. And we're both doing very nicely. Thank you. In fact, I'm really enjoying my convalescence in the hospital. Are you comfy, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, Miss Campbell, thank you for the orange juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good night, folks. Great Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by John Elliott and Andy White and is partially transcribed. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Dick Crenna, Arthur Q. Bryan, Earl Ross, and Dick Legrand. Musical compositions by Jack Meekin. This is John Heaston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of those famous Kraft quality foods. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of The Great Gildersleeve. What happened to that pint of blood you were going to give to our armed forces? Good intentions won't supply the blood and blood plasma needed to save the lives of our fighting men in Korea. The Department of Defense is calling for an immediate stepping up of blood collection. 
The reserve supply is virtually exhausted. This month, our country is short 300,000 pints of blood. Tomorrow, call your Red Cross chapter or local blood donor center for an appointment to make your donation. All types of blood are needed. Your humble host. He's next on NBC. friends, the great Gildersleeve and the great mystery has finally been solved. Yeah, it seems Willard Waterman in real life was under the weather. Yeah, had an appendectomy. Now that sounds serious to me. I sure would never want to have one. But that was from January 9th of 1952, so it looks like the great Gildersleeve program had good reason not to feature uh, Willard Waterman too much in that program. Yeah, they didn't want to strain the star of the show. <laughs> well, I'm glad we found out what happened to, to the great Gildersleeve because I was beginning to worry. Yeah, even I was beginning to worry. Uh, but, you know, everybody was talking about the great Gildersleeve. They all want to know, where is he? Where is he? What's he doing? What could he be doing? They all talking about him, and the only thing the great Gildersleeve said was... Just like Bing Crosby, he said, Please don't talk about me when I'm gone. <laughs> Here is our house singer, Bing Crosby. Please don't talk about me when I'm gone. Ooh, baby, though our friendship ceases from now on. Now listen, uh, if you can't say anything real nice Well then it's strictly Nick's cracking, uh, Jimmy Bracken That's my advice We're parting, you go your way, I'll go mine Guess it's best that we do Here's a kiss, hope that this brings a little bit of luck to you Makes no difference how I carry on Remember, please don't talk about me when I'm about being when he's gone. Hey, that's what he wants, and because I think that's what the great Gildersleeve wanted, too, because you notice he, he didn't tell anybody where he was. He didn't want nobody to be talking about him when he was gone. Hey, yeah, yeah. You like this song? I've always liked this song ever since the first time I heard it. Does it sound familiar to you? Well, if you're a fan of The Saint, the great television show starring Roger Moore, then you recognize the song from that. Yes, the song first appeared in The Saint. I would play it in the background, usually sometimes when The Saint would be sitting at a cafe or, or something. But they had this song in the background of The Saint. And I always said, wow, what a great song. Yeah, it's called Catalina. 
It's from the television soundtrack of The Saint. Well, now, you heard that great Gildersleeve. Now, Joe Stafford, she took a rather pessimistic view, I'm afraid. Joe Stafford said, he's gone. He's gone away. She didn't think that Gildersleeve was going to return, but, but he did. So, Joe Stafford, despite what you say, Gildersleeve is back. But, Joe, she insists. She says, he's gone away. Here is the great Joe Stafford from her album, Yes Indeed. He's gone away for to stay a little while, but he's coming back if he goes ten thousand miles. Oh, who will tie my shoe? And who your ruby red lips oh they're kind of kissable too <laughs> now you see joe you didn't have to be so negative about this whole thing we knew the great gilda sleeve would be back and indeed he was there you have joe stafford from her album yes indeed with a great song she sings called he's gone away oh poor joe he thought he was gone but she looked forward to a kiss on her ruby red lips <laughs> Oh, I wonder if Jim Reeves can look forward to a kiss. Well, he can if he's missing. Yeah, Jim Reeves, even he even thinks he's missing. He says, I missed me. Now, I wonder how you can miss yourself. But Jim Reeves, he does. He says, I missed me. Here is Jim Reeves. Last night was the worst night of my life, no doubt. Cause while I stayed at home someone else took you out I cried cause I love you with all of my might and I missed me how I missed me at your house last night I missed holding I miss the sweet kiss 
kiss that was mine for so long Were you happy with new arms wrapped around you so tight I missed me how I missed me at your house last night Did the neighbors say they noticed anything strange Like a different car parked in your drive for a change Did they watch as he kissed you beneath the porch light Did they miss me like I missed me your house last night I missed holding hands walking out on your lawn I missed the sweet kiss that was mine for so long were you happy with new arms wrapped around you so tight I missed me how I missed me at your house last night. Oh, now, now I think I know, I think I know how you can miss yourself. Thanks to Jim Reeves, he missed himself. Yeah, he missed seeing his car in the driveway. I guess there are ways to tell when you miss yourself. <laughs> oh, well, uh, that was, that's what happened when Jim Reeves misses himself, uh, and that's going to have to do it for our show today, when the great Gildersleeve himself was missing, nowhere to be found, missing in action, and, uh, but wait a minute, wait a minute, you ain't heard nothing yet. We got a bonus song here from the one and only world's greatest entertainer. Here is Al Jolson and After You've Gone. Yeah, he has something to say about this theme of the show. After You've Gone from the great Al Jolson. After you've gone and left me crying. After you've gone, there's no denying. You'll feel blue You'll feel sad You'll miss the bestest pal you've ever had There'll come a time Now don't forget it There'll come a time When you'll regret it Someday When you grow lonely your heart'll break like mine And you want me only After you've gone After you've gone away After you've gone And left me crying me crying after you've gone there's no denying you'll feel blue you'll feel sad you'll miss the best bell you've ever had there'll come a time now don't forget it there'll come a time when you'll regret it someday when you grow lonely 
Your heart will break like mine and you want me only After you've gone, after you've gone away, 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 away hey! After you've gone, after you've gone away Oh, yeah. Oh, that was nice. The great Al Jolson here on Sounds Like Radio to close out our show with a bonus song. Perfect for the theme of today's show, too. After you've gone, yeah, you know that Al Jolson, he has a way of cheering you up, doesn't he? When he sings them songs, always kind of cheery. The world's greatest entertainer, that's what he was known as. And before that, we heard from Jim Reeves. He was known as Gentleman Jim. He was too. I hear he was a perfectionist when he recorded songs and in his life in general. And you can tell because those Jim Reeves songs are sound so perfect, you know? I mean, he just sings every note just... He enunciates, he sings the notes just the way the... The guy was a perfectionist, I hear, and I think he was by the way he sings. Gentleman Jim Reeves and the, uh, raucous Al Jolson. A kind of a contrast there here on Sounds Like Radio. Speaking of gentlemen, that's me. Gentleman Humble Host. That's what they call me, the Gentleman Humble Host. And I'm here every week on the Sounds Like Radio Show. I'm also here during the week on our Library of Sounds shows. We hope you love listening to those and to the Sounds Like Radio programs, too. Anything we do here on this podcast, we want you to enjoy. Until next time, then, I am me, your humble, your Gentleman Humble Host, saying... So long for now. Goodbye, everybody.